is what it has come to. Look! Help there! They're coming back! Come on! Move it! Here is where it shall be decided. Here it is. <laughs> Greetings from the Humongous. In a world without gas. The Humongous rules the wasteland. I'm gravely disappointed that you wish to take the gasoline out of the wasteland. Defend the fuel. We'll never walk away! Give me the pump, the gasoline, the whole compound. This is a land that prays for a hero. Well, if anyone's gonna get in there, it's gonna be you. Uh... This is Mad Max 2. I've seen driving like that, man. The warrior of the road. You're okay by me, pal. Gotta hand it to you, Trish. The last of the V8 interceptors. Every day we get weaker while they get stronger. You wanna get out of here? It's off to me. But to do the job, I need some high octane gasoline. You've got yourself a deal. You can run, but you can't hide! You gonna crash? Or crash through. I was wrong about you. I'm sorry. When it's every man for himself. And there's no place left to run. Still out there. Somewhere. Mad Max 2. So what you're listening to right now is the sound of the car as we drive out of Rochester, New York on day two of our road trip from Boston to Los Angeles. I, my name is Mike Petchy and you are listening to the latest episode of In Love With The Process. And uh, these are the special mini episodes that I have been doing, uh, documenting the whole process of uprooting your life and moving cross-country to follow your dreams. <laughs> oh, was that a huge bug? <laughs> Riding with me and driving this morning is my partner in crime, Gina Manning. Yeah, there's so much, so much guts left on that window right now. <laughs> she just is uh, completely grossed out because a massive bug just uh, committed suicide in front of her. So, what do you think of the road trip so far? 
It's not too bad on day two. Well, I mean, where you've scheduled it. So let me catch you guys up. We went through the process of trying to figure out uh, how to make it an enjoyable trip for us to get across country. And there are a bunch of factors. So in the last episode, I talked a bunch about how we had to get a storage container and ship our stuff. One of the things that you have to deal with when shipping anything is that uh, it definitely takes the same amount of time for someone to drive a truck cross country as it does for you to drive across country. Um, and then trucks are regulated. I don't know if you guys ever noticed when you're on highways, they have way stations. Uh, everything is logged. So trucks get pulled over all the time. Cops look at their log sheets. And I think you're legally not allowed to drive for more than eight hours. So they log all that stuff in um, for good reason. I mean, you hear those those nightmare stories. I was talking about it yesterday, those nightmare stories about... Uh, As I was on like hour three of driving and we passed by a Walmart truck. <laughs> yeah, the Walmart truck that slammed into uh, uh, Tracy Morgan's tour bus because they just don't get enough sleep. So that being said... Shipping our container cross country um, is going to take a little bit more time than it is going to take for us to get there. I think it was going to show up, if everything goes to schedule, it was going to show up like three days after we arrive, um, which would suck because our bed is in the thing, so we're going to have no bed. So we decided to sort of extend our trip at least by another day, so to take our time getting cross country. Um, so. Right now we're scheduled. How many days are we scheduled? Uh, nine days total. Nine days total. And then eight days of driving because we're going to stay in uh, Chicago, Chicago for an extra day, which I'm excited about. I had a really cool adventure in Chicago years ago with my brother. We did a bar safari. And so we got like a really cool hotel. Um, I can never remember what they call that area. It's not the Four Point. Four Point is in uh, Boston. It's... Uh, Four points or... Ah, fuck, I'm, an, I'm a moron. I can't remember, but it's down in that area. It's really cool. Um, so <clears throat> yesterday we finally packed up everything, got it all put together. It seemed like the end of a marathon to try to get it all put together. And then uh, we took off. This is your first big trip away from home. How did it feel for you yesterday? Uh, it was pretty tough, but it's okay now. Yes, I've never lived farther than like 10 minutes from where I grew up. And you've been pretty good about the whole process until yesterday is what it really got <laughs> Well, I just ignore it and then, you know, it all comes flooding in. <laughs> <laughs> Were you just melancholy because you're leaving your hometown or? I don't know. It was just a lot. It was I was like seeing random Starbuckses and, and, or like a random laundromat and thinking of a memory and then I started to cry. <laughs> it's just, I guess, you miss the familiarity and how not horrible it was where you lived, but how much better it will be when you get to where you're going. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I was because uh, everybody wants to try to get a little bit of time in with you before you leave, because they feel like they're never going to see you again. And I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and, and I said, look, I'm sorry, I didn't have time to hang out. It's just been insane. Like, the whole process of getting out of here has been fucking crazy. And he said it best. He's like, of course it is. It's it's incredibly difficult to literally pull your roots out of the ground and, and move from there. Um, and that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like everything was trying to keep you from getting it done, trying to keep us from getting it done. Um, but we got on the road yesterday. As soon as we hit the uh, the Mass we were Pike. Only like 
an hour and a half late. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have to pack things, so I can always tack on at least an hour, two hours. Um, but then we jumped on uh, the Mass Pike, which is 90, and uh, we've been riding 90 for two days now. Um, we drove uh, all day yesterday and got to right around Rochester. I forget the actual town name that we stayed in. Henrietta? So it was Henrietta, which we stayed a little bit out of Rochester because the hotel prices were a little bit more affordable. Um, and we did a pretty good job, I think, booking all our hotels. I pre-booked our trip weeks in advance using Hotels.com. I don't have a sponsor from you guys yet, but you should give me a sponsorship for the show because I'm going to plug you. Uh, we used Hotels.com, and the really great thing about that is that if you are using the Capital One cards, which uh, you've heard me talk about on the show... You get 10 times the points for all these hotels that you book on Hotels.com, which is awesome. And then when you book on Hotels.com for stuff, every nine hotels or 10 hotels, I can't remember, it's either nine or 10, you get a free hotel room. So double down. So if you guys are going to do these trips, if you're going to be booking out hotels for extended amounts of time, uh, if you're going to... try to use credit cards to get those travel points it does click it it does help because we've been we've been cashing in a bunch of stuff we've had a bunch of gift cards we just used some gift cards today where do we get those gift cards from uh, many years of christmas gifts my aunt always gives us 50 dollars in gas money which is badass <laughs> which actually when you get it when you're living in town you're like okay cool There's but no this around us. oh that's why yeah. um but today we actually used it which was fantastic so Oh, right. You have an Applebee's gift card. (laughs) I told you, save the app. We're going to save the Applebee's for those uh, towns that we stay in where Applebee's is fancy. That's going to be one of the fancy dinners that we get. Um, So, did uh, it clocked in at like five and a half hours on uh, the, on the, what do you call it? The GPS, but uh, we got stuck in traffic, so we were in the car yesterday for about seven hours, um, and uh, ended up in Henrietta, which was uh, not bad. It's beautiful. Uh, driving that that run on ninety from Boston to New York, they really do a good job, and I'm, it's probably because all the toll money, but they really do a good job ma- maintaining the highway. So the highway was really gorgeous. Uh, it's all like green, like right now. It's all green grass. What's going on? That's the left lane. That's Gina's phone. Hold on. Now nah, let him. We'll, we'll get. We'll talk to him later. If he listens to the show, we just hung up on you, Kurt. I didn't hang up on you. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's really beautiful when you're driving that route from Boston to New York. It's a lot of farmland. A lot of. A lot of cows. Um, really fun trip. We stayed in. We stopped at a couple of really cool little rest stops. Um, hotel was nice. Yeah. I forget. I can't remember the name of the hotel. It was like the RIT. Yeah. We. When I when I try to book hotels that are in small towns, I look honestly. I look for those like corporate kind of spots because you know that they're going to be clean and you know you're not going to have a problem. Um, and it was pretty cheap, pretty inexpensive for the night. And then, um, like any spot here in America, it seems like, uh, 
they put hotels, especially these corporate chains, they put them on the outskirts near the highway because they know that you're going to be doing a lot of driving. Or sometimes they'll plant them next to whatever the big uh, businesses in town or like the big industrial area because a lot of times it's salesmen or salespeople or people that are working for those companies that come and go um, from those spots. And the negative thing is that these big chain restaurants usually plant themselves right there. So that's normally where you see, like, I think it was like a Tim Hortons out here uh, or Taco Bell or you'll see, like, an Applebee's. And after you do that long drive, at least uh, in the past for me it's been this way, you're just like, I don't want to fucking go anywhere. I don't want to get in the car anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want to look for spots. Um, but I highly suggest you do. What I like to try to do, and I'll do it today, um, on the route either through, I'll use Yelp or I'll look online and I'll just try to find interesting spots in the town that you're going to because it'd be such a sin to go to each one of these stops and just hit the fucking chains over and over again. You really don't get a taste of who the people are in that area. You don't really get a taste of of the culture. Killer chicken tenders. Killer chicken tenders. And so yesterday when we were... uh, driving in, I did some research and I found this place. What was the name of the place? The Landing Strip. The Landing Strip. <laughs> now that name, at first glance on the internet, could be a strip club. Could be a trashy strip club. Could be like a local a food. lesbian bar. Oh. <laughs> not, not my joke. That was definitely a Dan and Devin. Uh, so, <laughs> so, could be. Could be a bar with ladies in it like that. Um work for that <laughs> <laughs> but turns out that this was a, uh, a a dive bar that's right next to the airport so it makes sense place was fan fucking tastic super cool super dark um really interestingly designed the bartender had a crush on you what was he telling you about the spot not think that was true i think so Oh, I don't know. What was he telling us about the spot? Well, he was telling you something about, like, the... He told us that he's been working there since 1993. He mentioned Coyote Ugly, but he would, like, stop talking and start singing, so I couldn't really make sense of what he was saying. He looked like Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. Like, he looked... I de- had the same haircut. like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. It sounded like Quentin Tarantino was playing a bartender. If Tarantino took the character... From Dumb and Dumber, played by Jeff Daniels, and put him in a in a, in a one of his movies. <laughs> that would be who that guy is. Uh, the bar was really fun, really cool. Um, basically, sitting around drinking beers with a bunch of uh, teamsters and a bunch of union dudes from the airport. And uh, it was, yeah, there was a pretty intense lady who was the bartender. She. But everyone there was also not bartending and drinking like we couldn't actually tell who worked there because everyone just kept going behind the bar and pouring themselves drinks <laughs> it was one of those spots um but really cool and then we ordered some food from this dude and uh he wanted us to get the we got the chicken tenders from him the menu was pretty limited and so we went to place the order and he's like whoa 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 you have to do one thing at a time because i'm literally gonna go in the back and cook it and tend the bar at the same time uh, which was a little nerve-wracking at first. Um, but what did you think of the meal that you got? Dude, phenomenal chicken tenders. Grade A. Super moist. <laughs> you hate that word. I don't mind that word. I thought you were the one that didn't like the word moist. Stereotype me as a woman. 
I'm sorry, it's 2019, my bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, you got some chicken tenders, they're pretty good. And then I ordered a $9 steak, and the guy really upsold it to me. Upsold everything. Yeah. It, only, it only worked when we didn't know the brands he was talking about until he tried to upsell us on A1 sauce. <laughs> Um, he's like, there's marbling in the steak. That's I was like, there's, steak. there's marbling in the steak, and the chicken finger is really good. And I was like, sure, sure, I'll get it. I'll get that nine dollar steak. And they weren't just normal chicken fingers. Like each chicken finger was a meal's worth of chicken. We had five of them. Yeah. It was like a full breast pounded out and then uh, breaded and fried. It was pretty good. Those were really great. And then um, the steak came out pretty much the way you would assume the steak came out and the funny part was is that he's like I gotta go in the back and cook the steak so he had the woman who I still am not convinced worked there I think she's just as I called her a lot lizard I think she's just one of those that sort of hangs out Um, uh, she she came back behind the bar started tending and she was unhappy about it and he went to go make your steak Ten minutes later, I see him out behind you outside. There's no... There, I checked. There's no grill out there. He was just talking to people, so... <laughs> I think he literally just took the steak and laid it on the grill and walked away for five minutes. <laughs> so, uh, it was good. It was... Uh, you throw a little A1 sauce on uh, on any kind of leather object. It tastes pretty good. It was a good steak. But the bar was awesome. And my point of the story is that we could have had a shitty meal at fucking Applebee's, but we went to this bar and had a great meal because of the atmosphere, because of who was serving it to us. I think there's, there was a strip pole in there, and they were looking for bikini-clad uh, bartenders to hire. <laughs> that was one of the wanted bikini-clad bartenders was there, um, and there were stripper poles in there, but I don't think it was a strip club. I think it's just it's, it's more like a, like a man hangout. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's what it felt I guess like. I was the only woman besides the bartender. Yeah. You were a lounge lizard in training. Lounge lizard. There you go. Instead of a lot lizard. Classier than a lot lizard. <laughs> You're a lounge lizard at that point. <laughs> I'll leave my flyers at the lot, but I'll meet you in the lounge. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was fun. It was really cool. It was a really fun thing, and... Um, we ended up just taking a lift over there because uh, we didn't feel like driving anymore. Um, but it worked out. It was really cool. And the hotels that we're booking are great. They, um, we made sure that they either have a gym in them or they have a swimming pool. I think every one that we have has a swimming pool in it, which is kind of important because you're sitting on your fucking ass. We'll be on our asses today. What does this thing say now? Hold on. <clears throat> we just started about... I'd say 20 minutes ago, maybe. Uh, And we have six hours. So we're headed now through to Detroit. But we're going to try to take a shortcut and save about 30 minutes and actually go through Canada. I think we're going to cross the border at Niagara Falls. We'll probably see Niagara Falls. Uh, or it's close to Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. No, we'll see Niagara Falls. Hold on. Why did this thing change its route? Hold on a second. No, don't worry about it. Hold on. We're still on the right route until we get there. I'll swap this over in a sec. We still got plenty of time. So, um, yeah, so we're going to cross over Canada. 
and then uh, we're going to head over to Detroit because um, we love Detroit. We had a really cool adventure in Detroit once. It'd be awesome if we can get some like uh, Polish food in Detroit. We already did that? Yeah, last time. Yeah, but they have, yeah, they have good Polish food. What, you don't want Polish food tonight? You're indifferent. Uh, and then we go from Detroit to Chicago. And we'll spend an extra day in Chicago. Maybe do a little bar safari on one of those days in Chicago. So, super excited about all that stuff. And uh, I have to start going like, I have to stop smacking my lips because. Uh, Is that a thing that you're doing? I, l- lately, I've been doing that in between my statements. And it's the most obnoxious it's a lot sounding. Of work for you, I guess, in the edit. I just didn't edit them out. So the last episode, the poor fucking assholes had to listen to that the whole time. <laughs> what did you just chip your tooth on a metal straw? Oh, trying to be good to the planet. And fuck me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what's going on, guys. Um, what I'm going to try to do for this, similarly to the one I did when I was house hunting, I'm just going to check in at different points on the trip and it'll, we'll do it sort of diary style um, in the meantime I'll just do a little bit of plugs uh, for this uh, whole episode and the main plug that I'm doing in general for this travel one because it has been so effective for us and it's the best way to help the show it gets us the largest amount of money per person that does this out of all the things that we do on the show is this Capital One thing. So, like I've said in the past, I'll say it again. If you're a person that doesn't know how to handle your finances, if you don't, if you're in debt and you can't quite figure out how to, uh, you know, put your money aside and spend it wisely, then do not do this. Do not take this advice. Do not have any part of this. But so if you already have a Capital One card, it's not going to help us. Well, I mean, that's true. <laughs> but... Um, if you are uh, interested in doing a trip very similar to the way Gina and I have, if you are going to do some traveling on your own, if you may be planning a trip to Europe, maybe you're generally planning a production and there's a lot of travel expenses that are going to be needed for that production, um, I highly suggest you sign up for either a Capital One Venture Card or a Capital One Venture One Card. And if you do so by using our link, and you can find our link, I'll put it on the description of this episode, but you can also find it on the in the bio section of the, the Instagram pages. So either at Mike Petchy on Instagram or at In Love With The Process POD on Instagram. Um, there you'll find the link. If you scroll down, you'll see two graphics. You'll see either a graphic for the Capital One Venture Card or you'll see a, a graphic for the Capital One Venture One Card. Now, what is the difference between those two cards? The Venture Card, right off the bat, I'll just say, is a $95 annual fee. But with that card, you get a lot more advantages. Firstly, if you spend $3,000 within the first three months on that card, you'll get 50,000 points. So they're travel points, which basically equates to around 500 bucks, right? So uh, if you spend three thousand first three months, you'll get that. Um, also, you get for every dollar you spend two times the points using that venture card. Now the uh, venture one card is no annual fee, but it comes with a, a lot less benefits. 
Um, if you spend $1,000 within the first three months, then you'll get 20,000 points, which equates to about $200. Um, and then you only, I think it's like a point and a half per dollar that you spend, 1.25. Um, <clears throat> so it's a little bit less, but you can do them both. We've done them both. It has no annual fee, which is fantastic. And there's no fee, annual fee for the first year on both of them. And you get free, uh, free, I would get global entry, which is awesome. They credit you up to $100 for that. Ah, I forgot about that. TSA pre-check included. TSA pre-check, which we're going to have to do now that we're flying around all the time. Um, And also, another thing that I found out when I was doing the LA house hunt is that it has uh, an insurance package if you rent cars using the car. So they're pretty amazing cards for travel in general. And if you sign up for one of those cards using the link that I have listed below or in the bios and the Instagram pages, we get loot. So the show gets a good chunk of change, which is fantastic. If you go through the application process and you're approved, then we do it. If you sign up for it using that link, drop me an email, drop me a note, tell me that you did, because I just want to make sure that they're playing the game honestly with us, and I'm getting a track of everybody that is signing up. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing the regular sponsors on this show, just because this is a travel episode, um, but like I said before, really appreciate you guys listening, tuning in, and stand by as we arrive in Detroit. Buddy, just checking back in. We are on day five, right? This is day five. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, we are currently driving out of Chicago, and we're headed through a bunch of farm fields here in Iowa. Uh, headed to our next location, but. I figured that this would be a great opportunity to sort of check in with you guys and talk about our last stops, the last few days of this trip. Uh, I don't have the time to do this every day uh, because I would miss out on all the fun of the road trip. So there'll be a couple days in between, but we'll make sure to catch you up. Um, I don't think we talked about our last stop, which was uh, Detroit. Uh, We ended up driving into Detroit, which is one of my favorite cities in the country. Uh, Detroit, as you all know, had uh, 
um, that horrible financial issue and they uh, between all of the car factories shutting down and everything going on with Detroit and then all of the corrupt politics that happened in that uh, state and in that city uh, left it in pretty rough shape um, and I don't know like five six years ago seven years ago uh, it really started to be gentrified and um, it's changed a lot we haven't visited there in quite a few years um, and then going back this time around uh, a lot has changed and Detroit is definitely trying to get its stuff together which is super cool um, and as you listen to the show, you know that I'm a huge food dude, and the food scene in Detroit is really, really awesome. Uh, so we had such a blast going out and hanging out and uh, hitting up some of our favorite bars. Um, we went to Ann Arbor. I forgot about that. Oh, right. We went to Ann Arbor after Detroit, right? Yeah, so we uh, spent some time in Detroit, went around, did... Well, I wouldn't quite call it a bar safari. It was just sort of like a dinner and a couple of drinks thing. And then we took off the next day and we needed to find some lunch and randomly pulled off into Ann Arbor. And uh, holy shit, that is such a great place. Don't you agree, Gina? Yes. Yes, it is. It's fantastic. Gina's driving right now. She's at... Sleep is what's gonna happen. I'm trying to keep my eyes open. <laughs> She's at the end of her shift. She is now driving. Um, so after I finish this podcast, I will be taking the wheel, Road Warrior style, and uh, driving us into the future as you take a nap. Are you going to take a nap? Maybe. Well, that, that's the problem. Once I stop driving, I won't be tired anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we stopped in Ann Arbor. And Ann Arbor, I, I didn't know anything about it. And uh, we were incredibly surprised to drive into this little town that kind of felt like a like an old western strip, uh, gentrified, obviously. San Francisco to me. San Francisco. Oh, it did have a little bit of a San Francisco without the hills, but it had that sort of city vibe. Um, and it was pretty awesome. I mean, it, it's a huge uh, college town because of the University of Michigan. The University of Michigan's there, so there was a lot of students. But they had a lot of really great bars really great restaurants we stopped at this cafe and had an amazing breakfast the place was fucking jammed a lot of people um and while standing in in a line like 12 person deep to get in the bathroom i did a little research on it turns out it was uh, uh listed as like the place to live in america in 2018 like the best place to actually settle in and live it supposedly has like really great school systems um, but the town itself was pretty awesome. What did you think? I can't hear you. What did you think of the town? Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, I did too. And uh, the uh, we stopped in this awesome comic book store. The place was really cool. Uh, and one of the things I liked about it, I'm not going to remember the name of the comic book store right now. Let me see. I think I have a card in my wallet. Um, but one of the things that really stood out about it I do. It's called Vault of Midnight. You should check them out at vaultofmidnight.com. They're in Ann Arbor, they're in Grand Rapids, and they're in Detroit. Uh, One of the things that I loved about this store is that when you pick up new issues of books, and if you're a comic book nerd, you'll know how cool this is, they bag and board all of their new issues, which is so rare. It's such a cool little thing that they do. 
Um, and I picked up a couple of issues. Of course, I sold off all my comics before we left, and I needed to grab some new books, so I picked up a couple new issues, uh, which is pretty awesome. What am I reading right now? I'm reading, like, The Savage Avengers, which is kind of weird. It's a cool book. Um, so then we uh, hung out in Ann Arbor for about an hour and then uh, continued on our trip to Chicago, another one of my favorite cities in the country. Uh, this was Gina's first time in Chicago. What was your thoughts on Chicago? It was a great place. <laughs> Did you like it? I liked it a lot. Were you surprised by it? No. It was great. Cool. Yep. As you can see, uh, Gina is in... Uh, Autopilot mode right now. Very tired. Can't really formulate sentences. You better make this a live stream because I might crash. <laughs> I think we just got some directions here. Let me look at your phone. Uh, we nine miles on 80 west to Des Moines, and we're gonna take exit 1B. Um, so yeah, it's been a while since I've been in. Chicago and Chicago was awesome. Awesome. And the best part about it is we decided to take a day off there. So we actually spent an extra day in Chicago. When we got there, we were fucking assholes. <laughs> we met like some hated people at the bar next to us, and then they ended up being really nice, and we were the assholes. I think it was just because we were trapped in the car, and it was just the leftovers from the move, which was. Uh, still sort of resonating with the two of us so we really needed to take a day and just have fun and uh, it was totally fucking worth it because we had I had a fucking blast with you yesterday do you have fun with me? yeah I had so much fun with you yesterday uh, so yeah we hung out and um, did a bar safari uh, went out to Wicker Park did, uh, did a little bit of shopping we went through some vintage shops to look for some new outfits Gina picked up some cool stuff. I picked up a shirt, which was awesome. Um, and then uh, went on a really cool bar safari last night. We went to bars like Spilt Milk. Um, I can't remember. Lost Lake was the name of it? Yeah, we went to Lost Lake, which was like a tiki bar. One of the best tiki bars supposedly in the Midwest is what we were told. Uh, I can't remember the name of the dive bar that we went with the lady. Do you remember? Uh, World land or something lounge she was really cool we ended up in this little dive bar and uh, talked to the bartender she gave us some free shots of some drink that apparently they give Marlot 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 or something something that they give all people that come through Chicago and I, I'm convinced it's because it tastes like shit and they just need to get rid of it I enjoyed it it was like a little peppery it tasted like a weird tea it had like this really strange after. But yeah, so we hung out there, talked to some folks at the bar, talked to a husband and wife. She was from uh, Brazil, right? Yeah, she was from Brazil. And he kept trying to make sure that I realized that it was his wife that I was talking to multiple times. Wow, I'm going 100. I ain't chill. Yeah. Well, you just... Oh, you gotta cut that out. In case my grandma listens to that. <laughs> you got that lead foot going right now. We're literally driving down, which seems like an endless strip of just straight road kind of hazy. It's like the perfect temperature to sleep right now, and I only got like three hours of sleep last night. Why'd you only get three hours of sleep last night? Because of all the, the crap we've been eating. I'm all I'm all clogged up. <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need to get back on my healthy ways. 
<laughs> That's one of the more difficult things about doing a road trip in general is that it's hard to eat healthy because most of the time you're stopping at rest stops, you're stopping at all those spots. But then, on top of everything, throw on putting me on the trip with you, we go on a bar safari and uh, we're hitting uh, a bunch of everything. You turn into a werewolf and all you want to eat is things that have mass amounts of grease on them once you're drunk. <laughs> well, it's the end of the night. It was like the cheeseburger place that that SNL skit took place on and then... Uh, yeah, cheeseburger, 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 we went there. Where you basically took us like 20 miles out of the way to go to this kind of frightening diner. It was the shit. The diner reminded me of a place that you'd see like a Michael Mann scene happen in. It was really cool, really old school diner. Uh, got myself, what did I get, like a ribeye sandwich? And then Gina ordered enough food for six people and she ate it all by herself. Three chicken tenders, two big waffles, um, a whole thing of home fries, and two sunny side up eggs. It was a lot of food. If you don't believe me, you can go to my Instagram page, at Mike Petchy on Instagram, and you, should, you can look at the amount of food that Gina ate. And you can also look at her very strange fascination with uh, cakes. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we uh, had a blast in Chicago. Fucking loved that spot. And like I said, it was such a great moment for us to just sort of take a breather. And because we're in this weird transition right now where we don't really have a home yet. Uh, technically, we've signed a lease. Technically, we're going to be in that spot. But um, it's just difficult for us to relax and unwind when you're going from hotel to hotel. Not to mention when your hotel room has a bed with super sharp corners. How many times did I smash my fucking knees? They're all bruised up. My knees are completely bruised because our bed had this weird little sharp corner and at night I would just smash into it and literally fall to the ground because that point would just cram itself underneath my, uh, my knee bone. It sucked so much. Um, but it was great to take the day off. I had a really fun time with you. It's been a while since you and I have really spent that time together, right? She's nodding like, yes, she's nodding. Um, and Gene and I were talking earlier about uh, how we really didn't take into consideration how stressful uh, a move is on a couple, how stressful it is for two people to actually go through the process of the move. And you were doing some research on this, right? You were looking online about how stressful. Well, hold on. We got to look at directions. One second. 1.8 miles. We're taking exit 1B. So you were doing some research online about how stressful it is for moves, right? I just don't like why would that be something that you'd know about unless you went through it? And then it was like you Google it and it's they claim it's more stressful than a divorce, which I doubt. But and then you, anyone you talk to talks about how horrific it is. <laughs> we keep getting passed by this Corvette and then somehow he ends up behind us. He's way behind us. It's like a Dave Lynch episode. It's so strange. It's like he's hitting a porthole and he ends up just, he's just like... He just has fun doing this to us, showing off his car. He just stops and he's like, okay, they're ready for me again. Drives by flexing out the window. <laughs> Hold on. You got it? So uh, as she makes this turn, I won't distract her as we get on the right exit here. Oh, Gina, yeah, that was... Uh, that was... 
we'll we'll swap out as soon as I'm done with this. Oh, the side swiped him. Bloody. Oh, you're all the bugs. Jesus, pay attention to the road. <laughs> pay attention to the fucking road. This one, right? Yes, 1B, you're on it. All right, stand by everybody as we do this. We are going 80 west to Des Moines. Uh, next uh, rest stop that you see, Gina. Next next thing we can t- we can take off on, okay? It's that sun. It's your, you don't smell your skin after the sun's been uh, beating on it for a while. It's a very specific skin smell. Gina's losing it, guys. Gina's losing her shit right now. This is like... Oh, good. You, you know what? Just do this next this next leg. It's only 185 miles. <laughs> it's only 185 miles. You can make it. Oh, my God. You can't even fucking go on the off-ramp without swerving. You're going to murder us. I like that this is funny. <laughs> That's how you know we've been doing this for a long time. It's like that bit in Fear and Loathing Las Vegas where it's like the backcountry. That's what it feels like. All right, next rest stop you find, you can actually get off, and we will swap spots, babe. So, yeah, you were doing the research on how stressful this is for couples, right? And then... You've done it before, so you had a little more hindsight, or, I guess, foresight, and I did not. So I was the stereotypical person that moves and plans the wrong way. What do you mean? I think the, the big thing is you underestimate how much time it'll take and overestimate how much free time you have. (laughs) Which you definitely did. (laughs) (laughs) And you did the right things, which was like beginning the packing, uh, you know, a month in advance. And I was like, oh, I just have my room and everything else in the house to to take care of. It'll only take a day. And then you just don't realize how long it takes. I remember when I was doing one of the days with you, uh, we had to construct custom-made boxes because we didn't have boxes for the televisions. Um, and we did our best. You were really great with, like, coming up with uh, ways to find free shipping materials. So we got, like, a lot of really great uh, free boxes from Target. I stocked. So we went once, and that was pretty successful. We had to go back, and they had nothing in the back room. They only had stuff they were going to unload uh, during the store hours. So I had to stand next to these dudes for, like, an hour and a half trying to make conversation with them but they were not having it just so I could steal their boxes when they were done (laughs) so we got a bunch of great boxes and then I had the idea of like hey why don't we hit up like Best Buy because they're going to have old uh, TV boxes because we had what two TVs a bunch of computer monitors all that kind of shit that we had to deal with Um, and uh, unfortunately we couldn't do it so I had to build a lot of custom boxes for these things to be put in the pod and just that process of building custom boxes for what, like five monitors, six monitors, took me like three and a half fucking hours. So you never really take into consideration how long it takes to prep this shit, put it together. Um, but uh, that was only just part of it too. And then we've been really good about uh, putting together our uh, budget for this trip because we do a lot of productions in general. So we've kind of planned out and plotted out exactly what everything's going to cost us. So far, pretty accurate. And we've been doing... Mess it up in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> well, we've been doing pretty good, because yesterday was our was our cheat day, if you want to call it a cheat day, by going out and doing a bar safari, and it wasn't that bad. You know? I mean, we, we uh, added in some lift costs, because you never want to drive when you do a bar safari. Um, pretty drunk, so... 
Oh yeah, we got pretty hammered by the end of the night. Um, but uh, it was worth it. And that sort of expense made this trip suddenly feel like one of our normal trips that we do and less about this drive, which made it really fun. So it was really smart to schedule that, I think, in the middle. I'd also say we, it was really smart that we did the longest legs of the tour on the first three days because now it's way easier than I thought it was going to be to drive across the country so far. I mean, we're still not halfway, so I guess to be continued. How many hours a day are we generally doing? Um, we started at between like six and seven with traffic and now we're averaging it at right at five and then we'll end up at like four a day which is really great. The people of Iowa welcome you. Fields of opportunity is the oh, sign. It's really pretty. We're looking at I think these are more cornfields. Yes. But it's really beautiful. Rolling fields. This is like twister kind of shit, you know? It's a really beautiful area for an, a horrible natural disaster to happen. <laughs> That's what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> um, everything seems to be going good. So, like I said, next rest stop, uh, we can get off, baby. Uh, so, yeah. So, being able to plan out and budget this stuff out really has taken that stress off of us because we know ahead of time that we have enough money. And then we actually spent the time... You know, instead of just jumping on a trip and, and going for it, we spent a few months building up uh, a savings that helps this out. I cannot imagine if we were strapped on cash and trying to do this ride. And it, it, I don't see any other option unless we had our pod come, you know, a week earlier so it arrived on the day of. There's not really a cheaper way to do what we're doing. Even no. We're staying in a hotel every single night. They're like, you know, 100 bucks a night. And they're not that bad. And honestly, guys, if you're going to look at your hotels, the savings of $20 can mean everything as far as the comfort of the hotel is. So, like, if you're booking a hotel and you're like, fuck, I found a room for, like, 64 bucks or 65 bucks," just look at it closely because sometimes just adding $20 to that, $30 to that. Always leave your do not disturb sign on the door and always check for bed bugs as soon as you get there and preferably never leave any of your suitcases on the ground or on a fabric thing. This is a uh, bug professional here. This is how we stay safe on this trip. This is how Gina stays safe, and this is how I stay alive on this trip, right? I can't hear you when you talk so low. That's fine. You don't. Shit. You don't need to hear any of that. About it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um. So yeah, it's been good. And then back on the relationship thing. We stopped a bowl. You want to stop the bowl? Is there bowling? Hertz. Hertz donuts. That was the best donut ever. What donut? It was a Biscoff cookie-filled donut. This was in uh, Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago. This was over in uh, Wicker Park, I think. Uh-huh. And Jesus Christ. That area that the donut shop was and the um, diner that we had uh, breakfast in looked like a fucking movie set. Oh, yeah. You getting off here? Yeah. Mm, there's no one next to us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um, the attraction is a bank here. That's scary. 
The thing that was interesting about Detroit, and I've said this before, it has the most attractive people in the country. And I know you'll look online and they'll say that it's L.A. and it's New York. No, it's all fake attractive. This is like girl next door, guy next door, beautiful, beautiful fucking human beings. Do you agree with me? Yes. Um, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? This uh, way? Yeah, let's go this way. Let's go right. We're out in the middle of nowhere, guys, and we're looking for... Any kind of thing here. Um, yeah, but Chicago had the most gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous people. Um, pee hole? Pee hole. No, people. And uh, we, were, we were just fascinated with it. We were eating breakfast and sitting in this window, and it was like watching TV on all these really, really stunning folks that walked by. I'd like Chicago. I'd live in Chicago. Chicago's a really fucking cool spot. Yeah, I loved it. I would also live there. I thought that, uh, you know, it's it's blue-collar enough that uh, it doesn't seem too pompous. There isn't a fucking college that's right there, so it isn't loaded with kids like Boston is. God, this is freaking me out. It seems really cool. So I think that's it for now, guys, because Gene is driving us out to the farmlands here somewhere, and uh, I don't know where we're going. It's beautiful, though. Alfred Hitchcock. It is fucking gorgeous. Where's my goddamn phone? All right, guys. Hello. I just dropped it. All right, I'll see you guys later. Bye. Sally.